This is the Christian History Podcast, Chapter 1, Episode 1, An Introduction. Welcome to the weekly podcast where I will do my best to enlighten you of the historical context that led current churches to where they are today. Since this is the first episode, I am aware that I must first explain how this huge task will be approached. Only after that will I begin with the histories. First, please notice that I have not blindly excluded the word church from the title. The word church is defined by many as being uniquely Christian. To use the phrase Christian churches would be redundant, just as it would be to say Islamic Muslims or Judaic Jews. So from now on, please understand that when I say church, it is Christian. And when I say Christian, it does refer to the church. I know that that may seem a bit tedious of a definition for some, but words do mean things. And since this is an audio-only podcast, I must choose my words carefully. So for the next carefully chosen word, I will note that the use of the plural form of church, churches, is also intentional and with a specific meaning. In its modern state, the Christian religion has evolved into several distinct denominations that for the purposes of this podcast will sometimes be grouped together and referred to as the churches. Therefore, as the title implies, this is the history, and these are the histories, both common and divergent, of many of those denominations. I will also, hopefully rarely, use the phrase, the church. Since this is audio only with no text, you may never know if I choose to capitalize the T in the C. The phrase, the church, will be utilized to refer to the group of Christian believers before any splits occurred. Well, any major splits. On second thought, I may never use the phrase, the church, again. And did you catch what I just said? The churches are not buildings, at least for my purposes. Churches are groups of Christian people who choose to gather together for worship and fellowship. The buildings are just houses of worship. Now at a minimum, I do not have to explain when former houses of worship are repurposed, especially that one in Pennsylvania that's now a brew pub. And enough with the definitions, they're even beginning to bore me. Next, this podcast is not about theology. Before you tune me out, give me a minute to explain. The podcast is about the forces that shape the churches, or better yet, the modern churches. Sorry, Shakers. The forces, internal and external, that cause them to become what they are today. I will try to stay away from the principles and beliefs, and instead focus on the history. There are a few good podcasts currently available that touch on the same subject matter, but in my opinion, they mix far too much theology with history, to the point where the distinction between the two becomes quite foggy. I hope that this podcast can draw a definite line between theology and history so that any listener, be they Christian or not, can garner a greater understanding of the forces that shape the Christian religion. After I decided to do this podcast, the next step was to determine where, in the context of history, to begin. The natural place was on the back of a donkey walking towards Bethlehem, but to do so would be to ignore the parents of John the Baptist who, of course, had an influence on the early church. My overriding concern was that I did not want to get several weeks in and then have a moment where I had to pause and backtrack in time to thoroughly explain how we got to where we were. So I dismounted that donkey and stepped backwards a few years. Then, it came to pass that I would need to include Isaiah, 
who some 800 years before the donkey ride predicted the coming Messiah. Of course, the Greeks also had an influence on early Christianity, and their society arose a couple hundred years before Isaiah. But I took a moment to reflect and realized that this too was not the correct starting point. Instead, I looked at the modern churches, the churches that still fight, not to have Christ's new commandment displayed, but instead fight to have the Ten Commandments in the courtroom. So this would have me beginning with Exodus. But there are also the creationists who fight the evolutionists in the education system of the U.S. Taking that into account, it became clear that the only way to chart the impact of history on the modern churches was to begin in the beginning. Genesis chapter 1. Not doing so would be like looking at a house and ignoring the foundation. The history of the churches does not begin with Christ, but with the Word and with the creation. I will do my dead-level best to cover all the elements that make up the history of the churches. But first, I must answer one question. What is history? Remember, what we call history was at some previous point the present, or even the future. It is only our perspective within the context of time that makes it the past. My approach is such that it's the merging of the cultural forces, the environmental, the economical, the technological, the societal, the political, and numerous other factors that impacted the way people lived and caused the future to unfold in the manner in which it did. We will explore history, and in doing so, touch on the historical aspects of all the books of the Christian Bible. But also, we have to understand the history of the geographic regions, of the people who, while not part of the creation and sustaining of the churches, still manage to play a role. In order to understand, I will cover these people called the Philistines. Not to forget Herod the Great. Why did the church split between East and West? There's that phrase again. What happened in the Dark Ages? Who is this Martin Luther, and who were these Martin Luther kings? What was the Nicene Council? Which denomination was a protagonist, even fielding its own army in the Second English Civil War? How did there become so many Presbyterian churches in Korea? What are the Dead Sea Scrolls? And how have they influenced the current incarnations of the churches? And who was this King James? There certainly is no shortage of material. And I will not shy away from the darker sides of the church's history. The Crusades, the Inquisitions, the selling of indulgences... Keep in mind that this is the history of the churches. It is not about Judaism, at least after Christ. It is not about Islam, or Buddhism, or Hinduism, or Paganism, or Polytheism, or any other theism. But, there will be times where Christianity and the other religions collide, or sometimes cross paths, or maybe even run parallel for a period of time. And all of those times help shape the churches. So, when necessary and appropriate, they too will be discussed. I will also dive into the societies that were both inside, outside, and sometimes both of the churches. Obviously, there will be the Egyptians, the Romans, and the various Europeans. But also, there will be the Mesopotamians, the Ottomans, the Assyrians, the Gauls, the Huns, the Ethiopians, and numerous other societal influences. In the approximately 5,000 years that make up their development, 
there were innumerable societies that helped to shape the churches. My hope is that you will step away from this podcast, knowing far more than you know at this moment in time. Unfortunately, sometimes the historical record is unclear, especially the further back in time we go. Some have dubbed this prehistory because no verifiable written record exists. Therefore, in structuring the discussion, I have to assume the Bible is accurate for the purposes of examining the history of the churches. Why is this? In some cases, I have little choice. For example, when we hear of the slaves being led from Egypt by Moses, we will not find it in any independent historical record. But more importantly, the churches assume it's true and has built its existence upon it. This assumption becomes less important as time and the podcast progresses, but in the beginning, I will have little else to go on. This is probably one of the great assumptions of this podcast, but keeping in mind that the focus is on the forces that shape the churches, I have to approach it in this manner. These stories, that may have started as oral tradition and were at some point written down, are the facts of the Christian Bible. Also, especially in the beginning... I will explore similar stories from around the globe. I will discuss the flood story from the Cherokee Native Americans, the Central American confusion of languages, and other similar instances of similar stories. While there may be little to no independent writings covering these historical events, there are certainly parallel narratives from other cultures. I envision the structure of the podcast as two cones stacked on each other, the bottom one wider at the base, coming to a point, and the top one inverted, with its point resting, balanced on top of the bottom cone, the whole structure shaped similar to an hourglass. Where these two cones come together, the place where the points meet, and the top cone balances perfectly on the bottom, there stands Christ. And the two points, at their smallest possible widths, on the bottom is the crucifixion, where all could have died along with him. And then it transfers to the top, inverted point, the resurrection, where it all began to grow. These two cones are the culmination of those that came before him and the foundation upon which the modern churches are built. And the use of verbal illustrations such as the cone one is something else I will try to incorporate. When I speak of the size of something, such as the ark, I will try to compare it to something similar that is easier to visualize. For example, there is one extra-biblical account of the tower at Babel that had it nearly the height of the Eiffel Tower. Now you have to admit that that's easier to understand than me saying it was 463 cubits tall. I will rely heavily on the New Revised Standard Version of the Christian Bible. But there will be times where other translations are used. There are certain passages that may be clearer in the New International Version, and occasionally the King James will be utilized, if only for its poetry. There will be times, especially post-Christ, where the history comes to a definite fork in the road. As of right now, I have no clear strategy to maintain the fluidity of history and narrative while dealing with at first two, then three, then numerous parallel narratives. I have a thought or two, but as of today, I don't have to make a decision. I have a couple of thousands of years of history to cover first. This will take some time, but I'll pace it and do my best to make it interesting and informative. 
I don't want to present a boring academic survey that does not engage the listener. Instead, my goal is for you to know more about how the world's largest religion got to where and how it is today. Feel free to let me know what you think, and let's get started. My original intent was to begin next week with the first verse, but that may have to wait just a bit. Instead, I need to support this podcast with a somewhat short history of the versions of the Bible I will be referring to. With that basic understanding, I feel that I will better ground the histories that will be told and may in the process answer a few of the questions you may not have even known you had. This history will not be completely in-depth, though. That will be saved for when we circle back after digesting how exactly we got to where those were written. So that's the introduction. I'll get started in earnest next week with a look into the making of the King James Version. Then I'll do the same for the New Revised Standard and the New International Versions. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. 